0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined through the power of the internet, but hopefully soon to be returned to my right, Rachel Mogan.
1: Buongiorno. Buongiorno <laughs> to
0: you as well. How are you doing today?
1: Someday we'll be back in person. Someday. Someday. I hope. I hope
0: sooner than later. I hope it we'll be back in person because I miss I miss recording at our studio and at, at our table with the with the, the old setup and it's and you know and this has been great but also I miss hanging out with you in person every week you know Yeah
1: and my table at home is like regular table height and I don't feel as powerful because the table <laughs> Sitting there is, is
0: taller yeah.
1: <laughs> This is Sitting, lame
0: <laughs> Yeah no it's a, it's this is getting getting tiring doing it I'm glad we have the you know the ability to be able to still do it this way, but yeah, I'm ready to get back in the studio. Be ready to be back in person. So hopefully that will be able to happen sooner rather than later. Um, but before we get into everything and before we we get started on on this episode, I definitely wanted to take a bit of time for us to talk about what's been going on lately, um, as far as with the protests and the and the fight that has become so very clear uh, and become to the forefront that needs to be fought of this of black lives matter and all and in this fight for racial injustice and inequality in our country which you know people will try to argue it one way you know that and say that it's not and you know this country was founded all I and mean, made created equal but if you look back at our history it's not and that continues uh to this day and I'm sad I'm it's it's like one of those things that's one of those realizations that as I've been Processing and taking this all in, and listening, learning, and trying to see how I myself can be a better ally for Black people and Black communities in America and everywhere. But it's just, it's this thing of it's it's you grow up one way thinking that it's not this way, and then and due to due to privilege, due to a myriad of reasons, just not, and just not being a Black person and and being and having experience to that and their experiences, you grow up blind in a lot of ways to it. And I, I know for sure I I did. And I, and I feel like even though this is not the first time that something like this has come up and something like this has been happening in our country, I feel like I was blind to those occurrences too. And just being, and just not giving them attention, not giving them the importance and not giving it the, the, the not giving it the, the, the gravity. Thank you that, that it should be given. And I feel like now. And so a lot of this is, a lot of what I'm feeling right now is anger that we're still in this place, um, that it, and that the the literal insanity that is at the core of this issue that there are still people out there who think that some people are not equal to them and deserve the same life that they have just due to the color of their skin, and that's insane. Uh, so that's 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 it makes me angry. It makes me angry. I haven't done more, you know, and it makes me angry that I haven't that I've lived and allowed myself to live in a bubble of my own design. That and hasn't- I feel
1: like... Part of that is related to where we live, because mm-hmm. Austin likes to brand itself as a very, you know, liberal, forward-thinking city, which in some ways is true, but in many ways is not true. Yeah. And it can be easy for us to, you know, fall into this bubble of being like, oh, we, we you know, we don't live in, we don't live in a racist city. And it's like, oh, yes, we do. Yeah. We, we've had some terrible instances of police brutality against people of color in our own city. Our own city doesn't have a lot of laws that would help curb police brutality and acts of police violence, and it's like, oh, it's actually quite shocking to realize that we don't have those laws in place. Yeah. So you know, to say that there there's still room for improvement is the understatement of the century, and and we can we can all be doing more. Uh, my, you know myself included, you everybody. Right. Uh, we we have a lot to unlearn and. A lot of work to
0: do and a lot, a lot to unlearn and a lot to learn just in general. Um, yes. And so that is, you know, so the, the, before we get into, you know, the talking about video games and things like that, like this, I wanted to come out because and this is the other thing too. It's like, I know team chat podcast is a small platform. It's a, but it's a platform. It's a place where, where Mogan and I come here each week and we, you know, and people tune in each week to listen to us and to listen to what we say. And it would be irresponsible of us to not come and use this platform to whatever way we can to help in this fight and to help in this movement and to help, um, to help make a, a place where people can live without fear of being killed for something that they cannot control. And because other people hate them for, you know, it's all been said it's just it's it's an, it's we we have this place and we have this platform as, as small as it may be but we can still help and so that's why um what we want to do is for the next few months we are going to donate 100 of our patreon proceeds to uh to various causes black lives matter uh even though but and to uh equal justice initiative i believe is what it's it's called is another one other places like that but we also not only want to support those places we also want to help support other content creators you know i've listened uh through this and become more aware in the last few months and and months years and stuff of other great shows like one that had a great discussion that i've been listening to is the spawn on me by Khalif adams like he hosted an incredible episode uh just with other black men and women content creators coming together and talking about how they're feeling, how, how they are moving forward and what they, you know, hope to see. And so that was an incredibly powerful thing. So I know like supporting that, what he's doing there was fun on me. One of the guests on the show, uh, Paris Lilly, he's also, I've come to be really engaged with his stuff and, and just loving what he's been putting out and, you know, so, so showing support there, but not also to those bigger voices like them, but to the smaller voices and doing better about having the show and what we discuss and what we cover and the guests we bring on to bring more, uh, voices to the table and to the discussions that we have on video games, highlighting more, of game developers composers actors characters of color and, that are in games and make games so great and wonderful and so that's like so that's basically our commitment here of what we're going to be doing moving forward we we've had this platform we need to make it we need to use it for more than just sitting here and talking about video games and so I think that's what moog and I have been talking about that's what we've been seeing how we can help do this better. If, if anyone out there has suggestions, things they would like to see content creators that we could help support. You want us to have a show because we can't, we don't know about everyone. We can do our research and we, and we are doing our, our research and learning. But like, if there's someone that you know that you're like, Hey, they would be great on this show. Like, let us know, like, or they, they need your, our support or that, you know, you know, listen to their stuff and broadcast it out. Just whatever. Let us know because we are, we're here to support. We're here to listen. We are here to, be an ally and be of help to everyone. But specific specifically at this point in time, the black men and women across the country. So I just feel like we had to talk about this. We had to address it because I've been struggling with a lot of thoughts and everything in my, in my head going through a lot of things as I read and watch and, and study. And this is what, this is how I think we can start helping.
1: Yeah. And video games as a whole are pretty rife in certain in certain communities, certain video game communities are just rife with racism. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to say that society as a whole can improve, sure. Yeah. But video games as a whole, double sure. Like there are still too many incidents of people flying off the handle and saying, oh, they had a heated gamer moment. When you know somebody drops the n bomb and it's like that's not what that is. Yeah, that's it's racism. Not. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you you don't get a free pass because you got a little angry. Like it's it's wild the kinds of things that you that you see happen. Uh, and,
0: yeah. Uh, well, and that's like one of the ways that we can help is when we see these news stories come up. Don't be just like. Oh, we don't need to talk about that. Other people covered it. Call that. We need to be calling out that bullshit. We need yeah. to be also being like, no, this is wrong because it, it doesn't matter if like, sure, Polygon, IGN may report on it, too. But like if we don't say anything about it, then, you know, somebody on our shit who listens to us may not have heard this as a thing. And now they're aware and like, man, that's that's terrible. Like, you know, and it can make decisions from there on on for themselves. But
1: yeah, and we people just, can misinterpret silence as, you know, support. For something that um, you don't agree with. So Definitely. we do need to be better about being very vocal mm-hmm. about where where our own morality lies.
0: Right. Right. And so that is that's our commitment here. And I'm sorry that it take, it's it took this for us to vocalize that this is our that this is our, yeah. you know, like uh, but but here we are. We, we promise to try to do better and to be better and to li- and to listen, love and support moving forward. Let's talk about some games. You want to start us off with our with our moment with Mogan?
1: Yes, I suppose so. Get a little bit about um, what's coming out soon,
0: upcoming news the and
1: stuff. Still be height of summer. Yes. Many, many games are still going to be coming out. Um as of this episode's air date, it'll be June 9th. Is that? Is that correct? Yes, yes. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, so as of June 9th, we have The Dark Eye Book of Heroes for PC, The Elder Scrolls Online Greymore for PlayStation 4 and Xbox 1, East Memories of Cellcetta, <laughs> God, these East games, man. We've hit, we've hit one of these before where it stylizes YS, and I think that's pronounced East. It's mm-hmm. a it's a popular JRPG series, but they never give me an easy game title. <laughs> so this is hopefully East Memories of Cellcetta, put for PlayStation Four, and then coming soon on June eleventh, we have Beyond Blue for PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and PC samurai showdown comes to pc also on june 11th Warborn for playstation 4 xbox one switch pc and mac comes out oh, on june 12th mac get yeah, another right. bit of love
0: that's great <laughs> uh,
1: desperados 3 for playstation 4 xbox one and pc along with disintegration for playstation 4 xbox oh, One, oh nice PC. yeah both of those come out on june 16th
0: i played the uh the beta for disintegration and it was it was fun it's different it's like a first person shooter but you're on like these motorized uh, air bikes basically and you like have all these weapons but it's it's this thing it's like it has some like capture the flag ish modes but you have your your person up on this bike who's fly, flying around and you're shooting and and fighting in the first person's perspective but then you also have these ground soldiers that you command and everything that are moving around and like you heal bring them back so it's it incorporates a whole lot of Of things into the into the and kind of mixes it up a little bit more makes it your own like mini team within a team based shooter kind of thing. It's it's cool. It has it had some fun fun ideas.
1: Uh, I also realized, as you said the title, that I said it very strangely. So disintegration <laughs> sounds a little bit – so it makes a little bit You're more like, sense. than dis- disintegration. <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I interpreted that word at first. Like like I wasn't even thinking of like the act of something disintegrating, yeah. like into particles. I was just like, yeah, the opposite of integration. It's that
0: weird thing. It's that weird thing whenever like you look at a word long too long. And then you're and like, that's not right. Sense. That's yeah, not that right. Can't be right. I just ran into that yesterday. I was editing a video and I was typing answer and I was looking at it. And I'm like, there's no way that's spelled right. No. And It totally <laughs> was. But I was just like, what is this? This is such a weird, like mental thing where you're just like, why is this look weird? But yeah, I get it.
1: And also, why am I struggling with this so (laughs) hard? And then uh, coming very soon, um, a little bit further down the line, we have Haxity for PC on June 17th. And I know a lot of people are fairly excited about this one. Pokemon Sword and Shield, the Isle of Armor. So this is going to be the first question mark, first or second uh, expansion for Pokemon Sword and Shield. um, And that comes out for the Switch on June 17th. Very nice. And that's all of our various news.
0: Good, good, good. Lots of stuff coming out. Getting closer to that Last of Us Part 2. When's that game come
1: out again? I keep
0: forgetting. June 19th. We are getting close. <laughs>
1: wow. We really are. That's it's what I'm like needing to time, really.
0: Jared. I'm, I'm having to like push my uh, my streaming of the playthrough of, of, of um, Last of Us because I'm like, oh, I'm going to run out of time. That was the other thing. Circling back to our previous point, I, d- I did forget to mention this. We are also during streams episodes.
1: Going to be push going to be pushing
0: uh, donations for Black Lives Matter, Uh, so definitely yes. We'll we'll have links for all that in the description below. I didn't actually do our main spiel yet. I guess I should probably do that too. But. But yeah, I think – but yes, that is the other point. Along with donating our Patreon proceeds, anything we – we're going to be directly raising money for anything we earn in streams and everything like that just through direct links. It's not like going to be a thing where you donate to us and then we pass it on. Like it's – unless you go the Patreon route and support us on Patreon, then yes, you're paying to our Patreon. Then we'll be taking that and putting it the full amount there. But we'll be uh, promoting those and, and streaming for those to raise money for those causes as well.
1: Um, So in the links for the videos on YouTube, we'll have links there. And the the podcast descriptions. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exclamation point. Donate. It'll bring it right up. Yep. There you go. I'll introduce the the show for anybody who's listening to us for the first time. Welcome to Team Chat Podcast, a video game show where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate and everything in between. Like I said before, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by my co-host, Rachel Mogan and you can listen to new episodes every tuesday on uh every tuesday morning and those release on podcast services around the world wide web and you can also watch a video version of each episode over on our youtube channel you can find us on social media facebook twitter and instagram and you can join our discord server where we have a lot of great conversations around things around games and other great topics as well so check that out over for discord uh links for all that are in the description below oh also though i need to just tell you you need to go check out our our uh iTunes because our good friend Michael Boyd left us a uh, a very Aww. nice review up there. A and it's,
1: glowing review. It, it made what a sweetheart.
0: It made, it gave me all the warm fuzzies. So it was a great episode. Well, we were talking about this if I the told other you day.
1: About that one. We, we were talking about it during Mario Kart stream. Michael has been going back through like the entire backlog oh, yeah. of our many yeah. hundreds of episodes now. And it's quite impressive. <laughs> it is.
0: We actually got him uh, started on Stardew Valley last night. Sam and I did. We got it for oh, him for his birthday. Oh, that's
1: what, and, uh, man, what, that's the best possible gift I can think of to give anyone because right? you're giving them a whole new world of opportunity.
0: Yep. We were talking, his, oh, his birthday man. was like a month or so ago at this point, but we were talking, we were, uh, he's my brother-in-law too, but we were talking to him and, um, he was like asking us about it or something. we like, you know, I was just like here for your birthday. I'll just get it for you. Just get it for you. It's so the last night. Actually, was, uh, Sam and I started a, a new co-op farm and I've been playing on that. And so he was. Uh, he was asking and he was like, can I, get, can I join in on the farm? So yeah, we were playing it with him last night and getting, showing him the ropes of Stardew. So it was a good time.
1: Gosh, I like to be able to, I have the same feelings about Stardew Valley that I kind of do about Breath of the Wild, where if I could go back in time and erase it from my memory and start all over again, I would happily do so yeah. just to get the joy of being able to discover it all over again. It's been fun.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because it's been it's uh, I have only started the one farm on it. So it's fun. To, and it's especially since Sam took it and, you know, and became such an expert at, at the game and figuring out, like, what makes you all the good money and all that stuff. Start coming back and restarting a farm with her and like having that experience into it and that knowledge as we're building out our farm has been it's been it's been fun.
1: But uh, so what we does have a cou- it feel like to have an in-game sugar mama?
0: Oh, it's great. You know, I just <laughs> I just show up, do a couple things water some crops, maybe take care of some animals. But then, you know, I I still get nice things because she buys them for me and it's great.
1: She buys you shiny
0: and nice things. She buys me shiny <laughs> nice things. Um But we have a couple games that we want to talk about. Well, a couple one new one, some first impressions of a game. And then Mogan was wanting to do like a kind of a recap on some more uh, an update as I guess to some of her time in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um
1: Yeah, we'll call it like a supporting summary supporting because now summary. that I've got more time in it, I've just got more things to say that are a little bit more nuanced.
0: Nice. Uh, but we'll start off with these first impressions real quick. Uh, and this game by now has been out of a couple weeks uh it's crucible and it's from the first release from amazon's new video game studio so i felt like because of that i was like this is like how often like you know when it, getting the brand new studio like you gotta try out to try out their first game see what it's about uh but so crucible is a free-to-play hero shooter that is kind of a mix i would say of you know it, it has a lot of it, like kind of mixes where it, it takes a lot of things like it's it has some like monster hunting in a sense where it's like there are env- there are monsters around in the environment that you hunt but it's not like monster hunter world monster hunting it's just there they're just other enemies other than the players the other players uh, so that's kind of fun there's like a resource gathering aspect to it because you collect throughout the matches you collect essence which is what kind of like levels up your player in match because you have an overall hero l- level but then in each match you level up t- to unlock more abilities as the match goes on. And so it's kind of a mix of all these different things. The art style is really fun. It kind of looks not... um, I was going to say dauntless, but that's a little too not not quite like well, dauntless dauntless
1: is an uh, we talked about dauntless once before when i gave it a shot dauntless is a shameless monster hunter clone
0: right uh, and which is it's, i'm it's not become, saying that's what this is i was more just bo- yeah. borrowing like uh, from an art style perspective it's uh, it's like it's not as i don't think of a cartoonish look it has a more realistic look to it um fairly i guess maybe i don't know what i'm trying to trying to compare it to of what I, I, i've seen i think
1: i get what you're trying to say a little bit very um, bright colorful actually- Yes, you know, uh, it's
0: eclectic a cast of characters. It's it, you know, it's it's got a, it's got a lot of good things going for it. Um. So and then there's also some like Battle Royale aspects to it, too, because it, it just in especially in the the because there's two modes of the game right now. There's one called Heart of the Swarm. Heart of the Hives. Sorry, Heart of the Swarm is Starcraft, I think. Heart of the Hives, which basically there will be these these big hives that spawn. Throughout the map and you have to go destroy them and those hives will like shoot these other creatures at you They also have like these spikes that come up from the ground in case you get too close to it But once you destroy the hive you have to collect the heart and if whichever team can collect three hearts first And it's two teams of four and whichever team can collect three hearts uh, wins the rap that wins the match which because of this these matches I was playing some this morning and everything just to again re-familiarize myself before we talked about it. These uh, matches can last like twenty plus minutes because if if you you have to get three to win, and you could so you could go and it be you know two v two, two hearts, two hearts on each team before the the last team gets it, and that can just take some time. Uh, the other mode is called Alpha Hunters, which is teams of two people each, and you're all fighting against each other, kind of a free for all thing. But it's interesting, and this is where more of the battle royale stuff comes in. Because it, um, because in this, so say you're, it's the two teams, one of you dies, you run across another solo player, you can form an alliance with that player.
1: Oh, that's fun. But it's like I a like temporary. That a lot. Yeah,
0: I like that a lot too. It causes, can, it, you, can
1: you then turn on each other?
0: You can, because if you survive to the final three, all alliances break. And then it's it's oh, it automatic. That I
1: really like. That's it's a, a super fun, fun idea.
0: It's a super fun idea. Here's the problem with it. I'm terrible at the Alpha Hunters mode because it's just it's one of those things. Um, because it's literally like you don't respawn. So if you die, you're dead. And usually every time I play it, I am literally killed in the first In the first fight we come across because I'm just not very good.
1: (laughs) Well, so Crucible being published by Amazon, does that mean that this is I I think you've told me this before. This is a PC only game, right? Yes. Yes. For now.
0: For now. It might be it might be coming to other platforms later. But for now, yes, it's only on PC. Boo. which is which could also lend itself to why I'm not very good at it, because I haven't played like main mouse and controller games in a very long time. So I'm sure there's a bit of uh, stuff like I have to retrain myself and thinking, With but still, controller sometimes that works. That's true. I mean, I could play, yeah, you can with this one too. I could plug in like my Xbox controller or something like that and use that. Maybe I should try that. I might have more fun with it.
1: Do that, bro. Why change
0: and grow? That's true. That's true. When I could just remain in my own ways, (laughs) but uh, on this, but uh, but no, so it's been it has a lot of fun. It's I haven't played with every hero yet, but I have found like kind of my favorites. Like, I was actually, I know, I remember when I first, I actually didn't hear about this game at all until like the day it came out. And because some of the streamers that I watch uh, were were playing it because they were sponsored by Amazon that day to play it to help promote it. And so that's when I was like posting on our Discord be like, oh, look at this game. Look at these cool characters. Because like, the, the one that I saw being played was, was Tosca, I believe her name is. And she's like this mad scientist squirrel. But and so she like hops everywhere. As she jumps oh, around, yes, yes, and yes. she has, I know, I know
1: which character you're talking And she's got about. like a
0: big, like, shotgun splatter gun, and she do, throws like acid grenades and stuff like this, and could like escape by uh, creating this. This uh, gas cloud to cover her escape, but it also damages your enemies and stuff like that. But so all
1: items from Splatoon, by the way. Oh, really? Straight straight
0: copy, straight copy of Splatoon. (laughs) Um, But it has a lot of really cool things because I really like, you know, typical to hero based shooters like this. Each one has their own specific moves, Um, and the two that I've kind of been using a lot and liking, Earl is my is probably one of my favorites because he's very tanky. He's like this big – I would describe Earl as like the cross between a horny toad and a turtle, like a tortoise. He's big, but he kind of has that like amphibious reptile look to it. Or I guess turtles and lizards Amphibians are both reptiles. know. and reptiles
1: are two different things. <laughs> know, and
0: I know. I was about to say, but I was like, wait, no, turtles are – they're reptiles. I don't know. I'm not a science guy. <laughs> I'm not a biology guy, but anyway, so he kind of looks like that. Uh, but he looks like a, but he has like, he wears like a trucker hat and he, and he has like this, big that's he looks funny. like the tinkerer, like mechanic kind of character. And he has like this big chain gun, you know, that's what he carries around. Misty is what he names He names it. And so he's just a lot of fun to play because he can like, he's kind of like Roadhog, where he, he can like heal himself. He has a health canister that he can drink, but he can also like his, uh, boost or like his, 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 uh, his, um, not his boost blanking on the word when you move quickly like a, a little dash dash his dash oh, is gosh. different from other characters because like, like tosca you hit or my other character Sazan that i like when you with either of them you hit their dash and they just move forward really quick earl like at, this engine on mist on old on misty his gun like fires up and just like jet propels him forward for like a really long distance. So it's That's really cool. Really funny. And then like one of his other ones, like for when he gets in close quarters, it's, it's called these ex- exhaust vents, and he like shoots a blast of air from the back of the gun and it launches him into the air and just creates this area of effect damage effect around him. It was really neat. And then, but he's basically just got this big chain gun. The longer you hold it, the more precise and accurate it becomes, but it takes a really long time to rev up and, and, and start hitting more accurately. So he's a good, like kind of distance kind of close up, but he can take a lot of hits and damage, which I need to be able to even think about staying alive in this game for any period of time. But so even though I have a lot of trouble with the alpha hunters mode, the heart of the hives mode is super fun because it just has a little bit more, I feel like distraction to it. Than you trying to just know that oh I got to fight these people there are more objectives to that you have to handle and hunting down these hives and collecting the hearts um, oh but the I'm getting off track but the, the, what I really like about this what I was saying about how the mechanics with work with the ability of the character Cezanne, for example she has three different weapons that she can use she has like a rifle a shotgun and a throwing knife but here's the thing you can only she can only reload her weapons by switching to a different one. And then they Weird. have a cool and then they have a cooldown. So like you empty her rifle. From far away, you have to switch to the shotgun, get close, but yeah. And then the shotgun, after the shotgun's empty, you have to switch back either to a rifle if the cooldown on it has gone long enough, or you have to switch to her her throwing knife to be able to use that. So it's kind of like it's balancing the timing and everything, which makes her a more complicated character than like Earl. Earl's he has so much ammo. He and even though like it, the cooldown period for his for his dash is is long. It can get you away and really fast, get you away. So you can kind of like recover it a bit easier. Than a character like Cezanne, but so it's I like I like playing both of them because it kind of balances the two extremes of the game. But uh, the cool thing about this too is, like I said, there there's not only going for the objective, but you do have these enemies around the the world on on the map. These big monsters, they're called Stompers. There are some like flying ones too, who kind of float around, and then there are also these like snake ones that come up out of the ground and shoot at you and things like that too. And so. A lot of different things out there. But the big thing too that I talked about earlier was that you're collecting essence and you have to collect essence. You can get that by either just, uh, killing the monsters or there are these harvesters so around uh, around the map that if you activate them for your team, you will slowly gain essence over time. So the more of those you can control while also trying to hunt down the these hives and steal the hive hearts it will Increase the amount of time it takes or the or decrease the amount of time I should say for it takes for your team to be able to up to upgrade and level up and unlock all of their in match abilities. Which is another really cool thing about this, is each character has a list of five levels. You can go higher than that in in match, like you but those first five levels are what unlock different abilities or different buffs that you can have. But the cool thing is, is it's kind of like a chain where at the beginning of each match, you can go through and be like, okay, level one, I want to have this ability unlock first. Okay. Level two, I can't change which one I have, but then when I get to level three, I can choose like, instead of having my, my, uh, gun do 25% more damage, I'm going to choose this ability that makes my dash last for 0.5 seconds longer or something like that. So within a single match. Yes. And you can change it
1: where you can, at the beginning
0: of the next match, you can be like, okay, I didn't really like how that ability loadout worked. And you can remap it to how you want it to be. So it's, that's, I think is really cool. You know, it'd be kind of like, say you want, you like, say it to apply to like something like Overwatch. You could choose at the beginning of the map and say, match and say, okay, I don't want to have Genji to have a secondary fire, but I want him to be able to do his, his, uh, cutting dash twice you know, kind of thing, like be able to different things like that. Just change out your loadout, not because you can't change your weapons that you have, but if you can change these abilities and either be to be more of like a support role, if that fits your, your stuff better, where you're going to heal more, like somebody like me, I'm looking for abilities that are going to give me more health and recharge my health better. And so, uh, I really like that, how you can mix and match and like kind of play out, miss, mess around with these different abilities at the beginning of each game to see kind of like what fits your play style best, even within these different characters. So it's like, you have the extra level, you have the, this character fits my playstyle best, and then these abilities within that character fit my playstyle best, which I really like. Uh, but alongside all this resource gathering, and of course, you can pick up like health kits and different things like that. Uh, there are even environmental things that you can use to help in the fights, such as like there will be these pods, these like pink pods. They're like a plant, and once you shoot it, needles come up around it. So like if you're if and damage you or your opponents so if you're in a big fight you can like kind of like lead somebody around this corner and there's one and you hit that and it damages them then you do the extra damage by like it's actually attacking them and all this so it just kind of helps adds more environmental things into the combat rather than just the weapons that you have um, you can get pick up these health the health packs like I was saying at the harvester, some of those have like these health refuel stations and different things like that. So it's it's there's a lot going on in these games, and I think that's good for the game at this point because there's only one map, and it's this for either mode, and there's only the two modes. So it's good that those modes have a lot of things in them to keep it fresh, other than just doing the you know fight die repeat. But I will say though, of the two modes, Alpha Hunter, because of how bad I am at the game, is probably my least favorite mode. Because like, and sometimes too, it can kind of take a little bit of time to get into a match, like a couple minutes to find a match. And so if you spend a couple time minutes getting into the match. And then, and this is not something I'm faulting the game for. It's just because of how bad of a player I am. It just makes the mode frustrating. Do you have such a long load-in period to the match? Get in the match, the first opponent you, you meet, I die. <laughs> it's just like, okay, well, I'll play heart, heart of the Hive. So that way I can like get better, practice more there. And then once I start feeling better about myself, I'll move into the Alpha Hunters mode. Right. Um, and so the other things about it that I really like, uh, let's see. Oh, a big thing because we're a big fan of soundtracks. Each hero has their has their own hero theme, which I think is really cool, and the music's really good too. It honestly uh, reminds me a whole lot of Anthem soundtrack, which oh, so which I really enjoy. So I really enjoy the soundtrack to this game of what I've heard so far. Uh, the other big thing. Oh, how you get into the matches is really cool cuz it like has, you know, it pulls up this like pre-lobby thing. You see all the other people, the other teams and what characters they're using, but you're like in this drop pod basically and it just shows this drop pod on the screen and then you can like fine tune your abilities that you want to use for that match. But then it also has the map where you can choose your drop locations. And then once the round starts, it like the drop pod that's containing you just like blasts out of this ship and it goes down towards the planet's surface and it looks kind of like Star Wars with hyperspace going by you as you're just watching this drop it hits the ground then you you start and it's just really a, a cool like cinematic start to these to these rounds and everything and that happens every time you you respawn because in Heart of the Hive you can respawn and you come back it's like a 15 second counter before you can come back but you can choose a new drop point and you know try to like come back and help your team from a more adv- advantageous position. Um, but so I really like just the the epicness of that of how that feels of being dropped into this fight and everything is really cool. And what also is fun is a is a along with all of these resources and everything that you have to collect and the mini- and like the monsters and stuff like that. There will be in match events that will happen. Like say they'll start dropping like late game. They'll start dropping these damage boosters. So there are these damage boost canisters you have to collect and then take to a, a drop off and It helps your team out, or these various buffs, or there will be like a new nest of monsters will spawn somewhere within the area that you're fighting. And so, but and it's really so in the beginning of the of the match, it will show these like a list of like here's what's coming up in the match. Like here are these end game events that will happen, and what buffs you can count on later late game, or what buffs you can take advantage of early game, or what areas to avoid early game and then focus on later in, in late game. So there's a lot of things happening to it and it's not just so, you know, even though at its core, it's just like, okay, so I'm going to be a hero and I'm going to fight other people. Cool. There's a lot of little mechanics and systems going along underneath it. I think, which help make it stand out and be different from other hero shooters, such as like overwatch, not saying overwatch doesn't have these other mechanics and systems to it, but it is a little bit more of a, there's not as many like environmental things you have to take into account in overwatch, you know, as far as, you know, finding, like explosive barrels or explosive thing, you know, like to, to help aid in your fight that you have to be uh, taking into account while you're going. So I think it has a lot of really great ideas. I still need a lot of more playtime into it before. I think I would consider myself good at it by any stretch of the word. Uh, but for a very, for the first release of a studio and everything like that, like, and it really doesn't, hasn't even really seemed that buggy. It runs really well, looks great. Graphics are the graphics and just the overall, like, art of the game are very beautiful lots of very bright colors vibrant vibrant alive and uh, map and everything it looks really good so i'm exci- i don't know if i'll necessarily spend a ton of time in it and if it's necessarily really my my cup of tea for a game like i know i like overwatch a whole lot but i mean i've even dropped off in in how much i've played overwatch lately so i just um but for For what I've played, I've enjoyed it. I wish I was better at it so I could enjoy it even more. But it's still, of what I've played so far, Crucible is a pretty fun time.
1: I mean, it does sound like studios are getting more creative with the kinds of things that and the ways that they're approaching uh, battle royale specifically. Because that's such a specific type of game that is yeah. all over the place right now, and it's starting. You know, we're already at that point where it's starting to get stale. Not everything needs to be a battle royale, and they I don't, don't know. all need.
0: Apex to- is still, Apex Legends is still king in my my account.
1: But that being said, there are many other pretenders, uh, and what we do need more of is variety. So yeah. it sounds like Crucible has some extra interesting variety added in there, and I like that. There's more thought going into ways to make these uh, battle royale style games more diverse in terms of how you play them.
0: And, and like I said, I wouldn't even necessarily, I don't think, call Crucible Battle Royale. I just saw no, like I'm,
1: I'm more like the one
0: uh, mode you were talking about. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah the Alpha Hunters one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think the ally system in that one is awesome. Like that's. And, and, and this could be a thing, too, is like you can try to be like, hey, I want to be on your team. And that person can be like, still, no, and just like hose you down. So it's like, but I think we're like. That. That's, that's probably my favorite thing right? that you've said all
1: time. Yeah, no,
0: mine, too. When I found out about that, too, when I, like if the game came out and I was watching, going through and watching videos and everything on it, I was like, damn, that's awesome. Like, that's really cool. And that's a really cool system. That would be that would be fun to see implemented in other games, too, uh, because I mean, because, yeah, th- what, what if even if that, say, Apex. Or Fortnite or something like that came out with and included that in there in a next in a later update or something like that. How cool would that be to be fighting it out in like the trios or so or duos mode? It would probably only work in duos, but still, where you're going and your your teammate died and you couldn't respond to them or anything like that, and then you could like team up with another uh guy and you become a team. But then if it gets down to like the final three, like in this one, and you all separate and fight, that would be a really fun way to go into about. It, I think, but yeah. obviously. I think Apex, what Apex is doing is great. I don't necessarily am saying I think it needs that. I would just think that would be a cool mechanic to be seeing if it works well. in Crucible and Crucible does well with it. It'll be interesting to see how that starts getting applied to other games as well. So right on. But that's Crucible. That's what that's all I really got there. So what's been what's what's happening in on a Tom Nook Island? So
1: on Tom Nook Island. Oh, sorry. It's Moganda. No, I was about to
0: say, sorry, Moganda, <laughs> which I still Mine love that name. I, I, I love I love that.
1: Uh, so basically I just wanted to give a bit of an addendum to my original review of Animal Crossing New Horizons because I think in particular there was one, at least one point at which I kind of half-jokingly but partially seriously said Animal Crossing is a perfect game, blah, blah, blah. Now it's, and it's terrible, not, right? It's not a perfect <laughs> game. So I kind of just wanted to delve a little bit more into the... Now that I've been playing it for so long, I actually checked my hours. Um, I am almost at 180 hours. Oh wow. Uh in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Very nice. And that's almost Actually that it's that's almost as much time as I've put into Breath of the Wild and it's Getting close to my Stardew Valley time, which I think is the game that I've put the most hours into on my Switch. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's getting up there and having played the game for this long, I feel like I have a much better... And having done so much more on my island and added so many new amenities, I feel like I have a much better grasp now of some of the ways in which the game is not very user-friendly because as an atmosphere and as like a, you know, a place in your mind that you can go and have a relaxing time, the atmosphere of animal crossing is still perfect. I contend that the game as a whole, in terms of how you feel when you're playing it uh, and how you feel about it afterwards, a plus plus it's doing a fantastic job. Um, It's really hard to corrupt the animal crossing, uh, it, like emotional state, I would, I would guess, I would call it. But that being said, there are just a few things that are so incredibly annoying, and they're mostly to do with the uh, management system, the the UI, the user interface. It's just incredible that they didn't think of better ways to do these few specific things. So one of the ones that is very annoying to anybody that wants to make a quick buck in animal crossing is the turnip system Mm -hmm. which is basically the in-game version of the the stock market but it's the stalk market because they (laughs) turn (laughs) up so on sunday mornings uh between the hours of whatever a.m to 12 p.m noon on sundays a little boar will come to your island and she's selling turnips and you can buy turnips in bunches of 10 up to i think 100 turnips as one single unit mm. so if i bought 100 turnips in my inventory it would just look like a bundle of 10 of 10 so you can have up to four thousand turnips in your inventory at any one time i think uh assuming that you have all of the inventory slots unlocked which is 10 rows of four four rows of 10 mm. excuse okay. me Uh, So I think that math checks out. Um, But if you want to make a killing in the stock market, it's a numbers game. So you need to buy as many turnips as possible at the lowest price possible and then sell them at a high price later in the week. So what do you do with those 40 bundles of turnips during the week? Where do you put them while you're waiting to be able to sell them? You can't keep them in your inventory. You've got other stuff to do. You have to drop them somewhere. Mm-hmm. But if you drop them outside, spoiler, spoiler alert for anybody that doesn't know, they'll spoil. They'll literally go bad. Oh, back. really? Uh, so it doesn't happen immediately. You do have a couple of days before they will expire. It might even be the full week before they expire and just totally go bad. Um, but it's not really a good idea to keep them outside just for that reason. Nor can you store them in your at home storage so you have your inventory but then when you actually go into your house in animal crossing your house is basically a large storage receptacle and you have an actual box called your storage which is where you can put all the random things that you're not using at the time most of that is things like crafting materials furniture you don't know what to do with yet clothing like all your wardrobe stuff all of that goes into your storage system why can't you put turnips? in storage why not that is why can't you do it it's it's just it's crazy that turnips have really nowhere to go it's insanity uh because basically what you have to do is just drop them in a spot i don't know how other people have been doing it i've just been dropping them in the main room of my house which i keep empty specifically for the purpose that i need all that floor space for my stupid turnips yeah So after a certain point in the game, money really does become a moot point. You eventually get to a stage where you really no longer need it unless you're making some massive changes on your island and you suddenly need a big influx of cash. Uh, But especially starting out, getting a lot of bells very quickly is very important. In the millions, you really need millions of bells to be able to make real progress in Animal Crossing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the fact that the key way that you make money in that game isn't a little bit better managed is just mind-boggling to me let turnips go to storage 2020 <laughs> this is my cause now <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the things that just really annoys me uh, so turnip management could be better the real true so it's not I I would argue that for other people, it's probably not the top offender of uh, non-user-friendly Animal Crossing things, but for me personally, it is. You know how much I love in-game fashion. I do. I'm all about clothes. I don't give a damn about the stats. Give me those sweet outfits. Of course, there are no stats in Animal Crossing, uh, but there are many, many, many clothing items. There are hats, there are hair accessories, there are shirts, pants, skirts, uh, dresses, there are socks, there are shoes, there are bags, there are like cute little backpacks and whatnot. Mm. Uh, They really did an excellent job with the variety and the quality of clothing items that you can buy in Animal Crossing. And yet, and yet, the way that you buy them is infuriating.
0: Uh, Tell me about this, I, I don't know.
1: Uh, yeah so so, uh when you go into able sisters which is the clothing retailer uh there will be a small selection of clothing on the floor Mm -hmm. got so excited i knocked my mic around there will be a small selection of clothing like on the showroom floor Mm -hmm. basically Uh, and it's really just like two mannequins and a couple of pieces that showcase specific items that are in the shop that day but in order to view the full inventory of what you can buy on that day because stock changes daily You have to go into the fitting room which is fine Mm -hmm. so you go into the fitting room and it basically has your little character in the center and then all of the clothing items that are available around you and you can try them on you can mix and match outfits it's a really fun system i like that part there are multiple, in most cases, there are multiple colors of each different item. So if there's, you know, uh, knee high socks that day, there'll be white, black, navy blue, beige, whatever you want. Same thing goes for shirts, same thing goes for, you know, dresses. Basically, almost every item has multiple colors of it. So if you see like a puff sleeve blouse that you really like and you like all the colors and you want to buy all of them, you have to buy them one by one because you can only buy clothing that you have tried on your person at a time. Mm. So if I want to buy all six of colors of a shirt, I have to try the shirt on, hit buy, it purchases it purchases that shirt for me ejects me from the fitting room because that's a requirement you have to like leave the fitting room and then the able sisters will be like hey you look great we shipped the stuff that you were wearing back to your house at home and then you have to go back into the fitting room and do it all over again and it takes forever and that's just shirts. That's just one shirt. What if there was other stuff in the shop that you also wanted? You got to get that it coordinating is,
0: pair of pants. You got to get that that hat that that just fits to a T with the rest of the outfit.
1: Incredibly, it's incredibly tedious. Like there's nothing fun about the way that you purchase clothing. And I think it is just killing uh, that particular fun aspect of the game for me. Once I go to my actual inventory of my house and I'm able to change my clothes on my own. Yay, that's super fun. Love it. But the fact that you can't purchase clothing items in bulk and more than one at a time is just bananas. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's insane. And I really hope that they do eventually update that system because I genuinely think that it is terrible. Uh, I think that it should have been forefront of the mind. Hey, we're going to have multiple items in the shop at a time. What if people want to buy more than one? That should have been a conversation that they had. Mm-hmm. And it's just baffling to me that it's just, it just didn't make it into the game that way. Uh, so the clothing and wardrobe management system, specifically for making purchases in Able Sisters, terrible. Zero out of ten would recommend again. Uh, I really hope that they find a different way to do that because it can be improved significantly. Uh, so that that part's unfortunate. Uh, To the extent that I have not bought certain colors of an item because it's just so annoying. I'm Mm -hmm. like, nah, I'll just buy the yellow one. I don't don't really need the red and the blue ones. Who's got that kind of time? Because it's (laughs) such a time suck.
0: Because there are turnips to sell. That are there are traps
1: to sell. I've got fossils to dig up. There's I've got fish and butterflies to catch. There's all other kinds of stuff to do that is more fun and more user friendly than buying on and purchasing clothing. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. something just infuriates me because it's one of my favorite things about the game. Ugh. Yeah,
0: that's Anyways. frustrating if you have to run into that much of a time suck to do something that is, and, and because it's so cool too. You know, that's although I have yet to play, like it's still one of the things that I see that I think is really cool is that you can, you know, people can design their own designs to put onto the clothes
1: and have all this stuff and it is
0: such like a big part of this of the game and just have that be such a time suck in, in a non efficient way of handling it would be incredibly frustrating if that was one of the part the key parts of the game that you like doing
1: You know, Jared, there is an item in the game that is a crown that looks (sighs) exactly like the crown that we use for the Milord emote. Oh, man. So you could... It's very expensive, but you could absolutely make yourself a character and then make yourself real Milord (sighs) Jared. That's what I'm going to do. That's my...
0: that's my goal now is to yeah, is to create the Lord Jarrett inside Animal Crossing.
1: You could you could put your house on the highest spot on the island and lord yourself over everybody else. I I think you could have a really fun fun island if you got into it.
0: Nice. Uh,
1: but the the other problem, and I think everybody and their mother agrees, and their grandmother and their grandfather, I think everyone agrees that the. And this is a key function of the game, uh, sociability and the ability to visit friends and have visitors on your own island is a huge marketing factor for Animal Crossing New Horizons. Because it's, you know, the ability to host friends and mm-hmm. visit them in turn is has just been ramped up to 10,000 in Animal Crossing New Horizons. In previous games... There was kind of an attempt to be able to visit people uh, in Animal Crossing New Leaf via the islands, uh, mm-hmm. like the mystery tours kind of thing, uh, but never on this scale. So I can understand that they may have hit some roadblocks in terms of not being sure how they wanted people to be able to visit each other, but the way that it's been implemented, again, is just it's just a series of annoyances that add up to just a a frustrating experience overall. Mm. Because every time you visit someone, of course you have to connect to the internet, you go to your in-game airport, they say, where do you wanna go? You say, I wanna visit somebody. Do you wanna visit somebody locally or online? I wanna visit somebody online. Okay, do you wanna use a Dodo code or do you want to visit a friend's island? And the menu system for how you input where you want to go is in and of itself annoying because mm-hmm. it could be done just... There, there could be steps cut out. It could just be a little bit more straightforward. So that part is annoying. But then when you actually visit someone else's island, everyone on that person's island has to watch an unskippable cutscene oh, of no. you arriving. And unfortunately, like there's no getting around it. People yeah. can't not see the cutscene so let's say that you're hosting on your island a um like a party with your friends it could be anything or let's say you have a really high turnip price on your island and you're letting people come in to sell their turnips you can only have up to eight people on an island at a time so for those eight people that are visiting for every single one Everyone has to watch the cutscene of them arriving, and it's not short uh, because it's a you know connection over the internet. Mm-hmm. It can be upwards of thirty seconds uh, to maybe even a minute, depending on the connection time for someone else to arrive. It's just time, time wasted, just time down the drain. Why do we have to watch them arrive? Why can't they just show up?
0: Yeah, because that's this like how it start you. They just yeah. they just they just show up in a cabin and they walk outside and you're and you're just like oh hey yeah. what's up you know
1: yeah it's incredible uh it's it's much better done in Stardew Valley I would argue uh so the fact that there's an unskippable cutscene for everyone not even just the host it's for everyone mm-hmm. that part blows that would be annoying uh, the other part about that is even getting onto somebody else's island presents some challenges of its own because if the host is doing anything. Or if anyone on their island is doing anything that interferes with the process, you can't, you, there's, there's interference and you can't come on. And the things that apply are wide-ranging. Hmm. Uh, if you are on your island and you're trying to have somebody visit you, but you are talking to any NPC, you're having a conversation. If you are on your Nook phone, basically meaning you're looking at your menu or you're chatting with somebody in-game, Uh, All of those prevent people from visiting your island. Oh, interesting. So, if you're buying anything from the shop, if you're talking to any NPC, if you're in the dressing room trying on clothing, all of that prohibits somebody from coming to your highland.
0: So, now, which is
1: just infuriating.
0: That is. That's very frustrating. But so, like, so then, say, like what you're saying, you're hosting friends and you're going to have like a big, a big uh, group play session with your friends on your island. And so, but once you. So and say you were shopping for clothes and everything like that. Somebody's trying to get on, they can't get in. So you leave the clothes shop, they come in, and then you can go back to the clothes shop and they're there and they can still roam around your island freely, right? That's not, that's yes. no longer restricted to that activity. No. To, so okay.
1: once they're once they're on the island, it's fine. But the process of getting there is what's so very annoying. I see. Because let's say that you're the person in the dressing room and you're like, No, I'm not leaving. This is the fifth time this has happened in the past twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm trying these clothes on, damn it. The other person just has to basically keep retrying uh, because at on their side at the airport, you know, the adorable Dodo, Wilbur, he'll be like um, sorry, there's interference, do you want me to try again? And you can hit try again indefinitely, but every time you hit try again, everybody on the island you're trying to get to sees like a scrolling notice across the screen that is like someone's trying to arrive oh. and it's like, cool, don't care, not stopping what I'm doing. Mm. So you basically, it's just this Push and pull of people trying to get in and other people not wanting to stop what they're doing because they've had to stop 10,000 times because the system has done so poorly. So it's bad for everyone. If there weren't that unskippable cutscene, I feel like it could be so much better. Uh, and the opposite applies for leaving an island. So now, leaving an island is a little bit better because you've got more options, um, especially if you're the host. If you as the host end the session for all at the same time, everybody just gets booted, but all of their progress saves, and everybody gets to go home at the same time. No cut scenes. It's excellent. Yeah. But if the session isn't ending and you're trying to leave one by one, you know, just kind of on your own on your own time, uh, and you go to the airport and you're attempting to leave, if somebody's on their phone, if somebody's having a conversation, if somebody's doing anything that would prevent you from coming, it also prevents you from leaving. So you just have to kind of wait for them to be able to, for you to actually be able to leave the island. Uh, and it's just, it's in infuriating that you can't come and go with greater ease Mm. Uh, i i don't understand what the thought process behind that was and i think that it's a bad system uh, yeah, I don't think anybody would disagree with me on that.
0: It does seem like that. I mean, it's like having friends come come to your island has to be a coordinated effort, not just like a stop by yeah. whatever.
1: No, it really does. Yeah. So, For example, like in my various Discord servers that I have, one of them is pretty much specifically for Animal Crossing because it's all my Splatoon friends mm-hmm. that now have Animal Crossing uh, and some new friends that I've made along the way. But it's basically like if somebody opens up their gates and a bunch of people want to come in. They'll kind of be like, okay, who's ready to come in the next 10 minutes? And everybody will be like, me, 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 me. And then you just sort of have to coordinate and be like, okay, I'm trying now. Now I'm going to try. Now it's my turn. And basically, you just have to be like, we're all going to arrive one by one. No one's going to do anything. This is what we're all doing for the next 10 minutes so that we can just all get onto this island and then go about our days and actually play. So if you don't have that kind of good communication and you don't really have those lines open with other people, mm-hmm. uh, it's messy, it's annoying, and it's just it's just bad. It's just a bad way to do online play, and I, I know that it can be better. So fingers crossed that maybe it's some big update in the future. They'll fix it, but um, Nintendo's online capabilities are not not what they're known for. Yeah, uh, so yeah, sure. I, I, think it, I think it would be a far stretch for them to actually uh, do anything significant to fix that system, which is unfortunate. Yeah. But anyways, aside from those three things that are the bane of my existence in Animal Crossing <laughs> and that hate to my very core, that does not tarnish my overall view of the game. I do just want to reiterate that. I mm-hmm. still think that it is super fun. I'm still having a blast in it. Uh, the ability to terraform and make your island just exactly the way you want it. I've been getting more into that, and my island is really starting to take shape now. So it is still absolutely a super fun game that I would recommend to anybody, but that's not to say that it's perfect, because there are a few things about it that are just infuriatingly terrible. Could be better. Come on, Nintendo. (laughs) Sakurai? (laughs) This is his game, right?
0: (laughs) So I have a question, though, uh, because, like, I know... As we've talked about on the show before, that Sam and I will eventually be playing it at some point. Um, I'm going
1: to get you that crown, buddy. I'll
0: mail <laughs> it to I'm, you. I, see, now I'm all in. <laughs> That's all I needed to hear is that I can get a crown. Uh, but So here's the question. Do we have to buy multiple copies of the game? Or can we buy it for one of us? We both install it on our Switches and play it on our separate profiles. Could we then at the same time be able to then come to each other's islands? Or would I have to – or like how no, – you
1: in that scenario you would have to have two separate copies Um, one of you would in order to have your own island each of you you each have to have your own copy and i think i may have mentioned that briefly when i did my initial review because one of my friends he has his island and of course he only has one copy but he also wanted his kids to be able to play with him Mm -hmm. but unless you have multiple copies they can really only create profiles and then live on your island in their own separate houses but what they can do versus what the island owner can do is very different. Interesting. So if you wanted to get the full experience, both of you would have to have separate copies. Yeah, uh, that's kind of <laughs> Yeah, I agree that that's also not a well-done system. Um, I mean, it was a point of contention that my friend was really annoyed with, and I completely understand.
0: Yeah, because it's like, that's what, I mean, I know we would probably, I still imagine that once, that's once we ever do get it. Like, Sam will play it more than I will. But... Still, it's like that's they should at least like have a, a deal. Like, if you got to, if they're gonna make it that way, like buy you know, it's like you buy two versions, you get one of them like 25% off or 10%, yeah, off. Let's hope so. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure like, that
1: there will be some sort of sale, hopefully, hopefully. Um, you know, for the yeah, or whatever. But if we got to
0: buy two versions of it, then yeah, that I we'll, might be waiting for.
1: Well, sales. that's probably a, a good case where you could buy a used copy, uh, for the, for the other cop, for the that's other
0: so, okay, that was just one thing i had always wondered because I was like, obviously, we would want to be able to do that and visit each other's islands and, do, yeah. and and play together and different things like that. But I was like, but does that mean we have to shell out money for Very two versions? So that's kind of frustrating. But.
1: The alternative is that you buy one copy and then each of you just kind of is the same person so that you can both work mm. on the island together. That's but, true. But, you know, that's not really playing together. Yeah. That's just kind of managing an island jointly.
0: Right. Which, and because I mean, I like it how it is on the Stardew co op farm where, you know, Sam owns the farm. It's, you know, everything isn't there, but, you know, like all the quests and everything still happen independently. Like I still have to go find the mayor's shorts from Marnie's bedroom. It's Sam does too, even though it's her island. But all the money is joint, which is kind of nice. Uh, then you don't have to worry about all that stuff. But so yeah, that's kind of frustrating, but Ooh, you know.
1: I have no idea how money works if you have multiple accounts on an Animal Crossing island. Hmm. That's something I hadn't even thought about.
0: Well, I guess I for the know. pure research of it, we'll have to buy two versions and then, you know. It's...
1: Get in there, Jared. This is for <laughs> Team Chad. <laughs> this is your responsibility. No.
0: Nah, I uh, I think we like I said, we'll get into it eventually, just finding the right the right time to do it because I yeah. I know that it will be it will take up, especially as we get into it. I mean, I once right now I don't have the time to play it, but uh, and I think that's kind of Sam's thing too. She knows that once she starts playing it, but especially because of how much she latched on to Stardew, she'll be like oh, all in on on this oh, one she'll too. she'll be all oh, in. Oh, she'll be all into it. But I but I, I I'm excited for whenever we do start playing it. But it's all it's in our plan now. I originally was like, no, nah, I don't want to play it. But now, the more I, I see and learn of it, I'm like, Now, okay. you know, now that I know learn, there's a crown, right yeah, I'm, I'm all in. I'm, I'm 100% not sure in. If
1: there's, I'm not sure if there's like a red cape.
0: I need a cape there and are, a scepter.
1: See, you can't. Well, the closest you if can If I get can't get have a
0: scepter, I'm out.
1: You can have a fancy umbrella.
0: <laughs> okay, that'll count.
1: That's about the best I think you can have. <laughs> and, and your tools, your character can't really hold items. Mm. But you can have a real fancy crown, right. and you can hold a colorful shovel.
0: That'll work. Okay. I'll, so, I'll have to, I'll, I'll just, I'll just say that's a scepter in that. Well, so that's just what I'll have to live with. So I'll just go with that that way then. Very well, cool.
1: That's update on animal crossing.
0: Very cool. It's good to know that you can look at it with an objective mind, you know, not just be, not just be wowed critical by all the, do what was that?
1: Critical thinking, critical thinking. Oh, exactly. Critical thinking. <laughs>
0: Well, that pretty much wraps up this episode of Team Chat Podcast. Uh, if you have played Crucible and have thoughts on it, want to team up with me and try to help me get from the scrub levels, let us know uh, in the comments below. And of course, if you have any more thoughts on Animal Crossing as you continue to play it uh, in the months since its release, let us know about those too by sending us an email at teamchatpodcastgmail.com, commenting on our social media, sending us some messages on our Discord. Lots of different ways to get in contact with us, but we'd love to hear from you and hear your thoughts on this as well. Before we go, we do have to do our soundtrack spotlight, which I am going to focus one of the... Uh, uh, theme, hero themes from Crucible into Cezanne's theme. It's really cool. It's um you know I love a, a good a good vocal it, some good vocals in a in a soundtrack score and this this track has that in spades. And honestly sounds has a very uh I would say a Middle Eastern feel to this track but then also futuristic, and spacey so it's really it's a really cool track i i really enjoy it uh and so that is Sazan's theme from crucible which we'll be playing after the uh end at the end of the episode which is pretty much now until next time everybody i'm one of your hosts Jarrett wilson joined by rachel mogan So reminding you all please donate to black lives matter be there for for our uh be there for them support them we love you we support you we are here for you we'll see you all next time